Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to this evening's episode of Conversational Elevation. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I am your host for this podcast and I am on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. Now I'm starting that journey from the inside and sharing it with you as I take each step and daily experience. And I am so thankful when you decide to join in and share this experience with me. Now, every Thursday, I'm here on the Blog Talk Radio Network as part of the Vibrate Collective. We're on from 8 o'clock until, and the call-in number is 646-787-8436. You can uh, listen in on the phone, and if you have a question or would like to answer, you know, ask a question or contribute to the conversation, just press the pound one key, and that lets me know that you want to come on the air. Also, I'm out there in social media, on the social networks, on Facebook and Instagram, at The Vibrarian. That is T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. I am all about passing on positive vibes and loving frequencies. So if you see something that you think needs to be passed on to others, please do share it with me and I will amplify it and send it out through all the channels that I have control over. Um, It is just such a beautiful thing to see how viral we can make positive energy. And so we see that energy replicated and moving over the world in rapid rapid order when we are doing it intentionally. So um, it's a beautiful thing to be part of the Good Vibe Tribe, and I'm just in awe every day of what this experience is like. Now, this evening on our show of conversation, we're going to be talking about the statement, if this, then that. Um, It's sometimes abbreviated IFTTT in common parlance, Um, but it's a a framework that we'll find we're a lot more familiar with than what we realize. So in tackling this whole idea of having a framework, a framework is something that is a loose structure that we are able to kind of put around our behaviors, put around our processes, put around the way that we view the world. And many of us have these frameworks in play that we are not even aware are operating. So uh, by uncovering these rules, uncovering these uh, hidden operational programs that are running, at least when we become aware of them, then we can possibly look at any places where those programs are uh, causing us to experience things that are not necessarily what we desire. So when we look at the statement, if this, then that, it really talks about a cause and then an effect. Meaning, you know, if I go to the grocery store, then I will have the food needed in my refrigerator for me to eat the rest of the week. And that's a very simple rationale and framework to use, uh, especially if you are looking at, 
if you don't do something, you know, if I do not uh, pay my rent on time, then I will get an eviction notice. These are very straightforward, transactional, simple things where there is a consequence to a behavior being done or not being done. Um, And in the places where those are firmly outlined, then we can operate with safety, knowing that because we are aware of the consequences of these things, that we will be able to manage our behaviors and actions in such a way as that the outcome will be guaranteed. Meaning that if I pay my rent this month, I can be guaranteed that I will have another place to stay for the next 30 days. Very simple, right? Well, as we are encountering our lives, then there can be things that are external to us that disrupt our if-this-then-that flow. So, for example, if you were living in Texas, the idea of that if I paid my rent at the beginning of this month, then I will still have a place to live at the end of the month was not actually true for many people when their houses and apartments were damaged due to the storm that went through in early February. Despite all of your planning and preparing as an individual, meaning taking care of the part of the transaction that you are responsible for, It did not lead to the anticipated outcome due to an act of nature, an unintended, unforeseeable circumstance. Lots of people are dealing with the fallout of this unexpected shift in the equation that they had calculated for themselves at the beginning of the month. There are times when we are sidelined, blindsided, are taken aback by some unknown factor that presents itself into our reality and takes the equation that we anticipated off to somewhere where there is an unintended consequence or repercussion. Now, we always talk about consequences and repercussions. If you do this, then you'll get in trouble. Right. If you don't do that, then you'll be in trouble. It's so many conditional type of applications of that statement. It seems like everything that we do could have a conditional place on it. If I get out of bed this morning, then uh, my day can proceed with normality. If I don't get out of bed, then my day will not be productive. However, There might be a time in your reality when choosing to do the thing that is the negative choice may actually be healthier for you to do. So when the conditional transaction says, if this, then that, if I get out of bed, then I am a productive adult person and I am not lazy or unproductive. That operational program can put pressure on you to actually push yourself into a space where really what your body may actually need is 
that nap or that off day or that downtime, that calling in sick, if you will, type of experience, it may actually be what you need. But because your logical framework, your thinking mind, your way of looking at the world has been so programmed, you might not listen to your body's message or take the opportunity that the freedom of your schedule and control can provide you in order to do something else other than the expected act, excuse me, the expected that, right? With the whole restructuring of how our lives look, Now, due to the pandemic and the changes and restrictions in terms of where you can go and how you can move, a lot of our if this, then that frameworks have been shifted and have been changed. Have we taken the opportunity for that to be a good experience or has it been an ultimately disruptive and stressful experience for you? What we can find is if we have lots of if this, then that expectations as to how things will work, then when those things happen to take a deviation or detour from our perspective, that is, then it can be very disruptive to us and we can be very stressed and very thrown off kilter. You know, I have some friends that are very Schedule-driven people, appointment-driven, they think that, you know, if you set an appointment, then you should be at that appointment on time. And if something happens that there is a delay in traffic and they are not able to get to the location that they intended, then that is a stressful situation for them. Um, You know, uh, dated people who, if they did not have something go right in the morning, according to their expectation, then the whole rest of their day was thrown off and they just could never get things back on track because of being all, quote, misaligned, end quote, in the way that their trajectory first started. If you are a person who seeks order to that degree and finds it to be that comfortable for you to operate in that, when the operational parameters begin to vary, how do you adjust to that in a way that does not uh, throw you for a loop or make you uh, more stressed or less efficient or less functional simply because there's been a variable introduced? Many of us are dealing with being like the adult people that we plan to be, where we were told that, you know, if you study hard, get good grades, stay in school, and then get the right job, get an intern, get a job, then you will have a career, and amen, so be it. Well, how many people found out that they stayed in school, they got a good education, they had a good job, they were happy doing it, and then one day they weren't happy anymore. But because of all the if this, then that transactions that led up to that point of unhappiness, well, if I hadn't wanted to be a doctor, then why did I spend all that time in med school? 
if I hadn't wanted to be a lawyer, if I knew that being a lawyer was like this, I would not have run up all those bills for me to be in, in law school. Right, the if this, then that can be a weight on the side of the scale that makes you choose to stay in a dynamic because you think that you are so heavily invested in that outcome, or you look back at all the steps that you took that led you to that moment, and all you can see is the weight of those cumulative decisions that were made in your right thinking at the time. I am here to challenge you to say that if this, then that, it can be very helpful to say, you know, if this, then what if that doesn't happen and being okay with the what if it doesn't or what if it does, whatever the possibility of your programming that says if this, then that must happen what if it just doesn't? Can you hold yourself in an energetic space where you will be able to function successfully from that point of potentiality rather than from that point of programming? Now, uh, we have the opportunity to operate very differently in the paradigm that is unfolding for us as part of this new earth. What we are invited to do is to step into a creative dynamic with source and in our own soul's calling in order to find our best and highest vibration and our most joyful reality experience. So what that means is if we're sitting at this intersection in our life and there's this, if this, then that statement, okay, if I quit my job now, then will I be making a mistake? Then will I be throwing it all away? Then am I, have I gone completely mad? Will I be able to answer the expectations of my friends or family as to what I'm doing? Those are many of the thens that follow a challenging statement that is a radical proposition. If I get married, then what will happen? If I get divorced, then what will happen? If I don't have children, then what will be the outcome? And we have this opportunity in every single then transaction to take the programming that is presented to us that says, yes, this is the then. This is the only then that there is from this if point. We can take that and chuck it out the window and say, okay, so what if none of that happens? What will things look like for me if what I think that they will look like does not become a possibility. By that, it means like if I quit my job or leave this dynamic or this relationship, then I will ultimately find my happiness. Or if I do X, then Y will happen 
maybe we don't even have to have the then part. Maybe we just need to ask ourselves if I do X, Y, Z, how will I feel about it? The answer may be if I leave my job, then I will be terrified about my financial well-being. Well, the answer is, well, then you know what? I might just be terrified for a while, and I might then have an experience that helps me to break through that fear moment and leads me on into this exhilarating thing that that if was really just a leap of faith that enabled me to pull myself out of the potentials that were currently available for me to see. Sometimes we cannot see the then portion of the query until we have actually leveraged the if. I think there's a beautiful quote by Anais Nin that says, and then one day the risk it took to remain tied in the blood and in a bud was less than the risk that it took to bloom or something similar. I know I botched it, but basically if you are uh, willing to go ahead and just bloom and blossom and grow and take the leap without knowing anything about what it will look like when you get to the then part of the transaction, you can actually begin to live a life that looks nothing like what you expected it to look like, but actually feels like everything that you wanted your life to feel like. So if this, then that is a very logic-driven kind of transaction, but we are moving out of mind planning and, and plotting and strategizing and moving things, we are moving to a place where we are more intuitive and more flowing and we're trusting more about the potential outcome of things than what our previous rationale frameworks used to provide us. If this, then that conversation can actually be rather negative uh, in terms of the consequence and repercussion part. But if we are able to move out of that consequences and repercussions kind of mindset where everything is a, a, a weighted effect on us, then we can really shift our vibration to have uh, really a much more delightful experience. Now, by that, it means, uh, for example, to know that you, what you walk away from. I already know that I, you know, what it looks like to be in this environment. What I don't know is what it looks like if I leave this environment. I am enjoying leaving the universe the opportunity to surprise me. All I can do is look at the if and say, well, if I don't stay, if I don't take this opportunity, if I don't make this leap of faith, if, 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 then what could I be missing out in terms of all of the positive possibilities that source can provide for me? I have been delighted on a constant basis 
when all of my ifs have turned out even better than what I ever even envisioned them to be when I sat down in my little uh, chair and started making out the list of reasons why I should or should not do something. You know, the idea of if this, then that is considered to be a predictive programming, right? And there's a software service that was very popular many, you know, maybe a decade ago or something like that. And it, the IFTTT process, basically, it is a way for people to step-by-step step through a process of something. It's like a decision tree. If this, like if I get an, an email from this sender, then forward that email to this folder. That is a very simple uh, idea of a this-then operation. We would set that up by Microsoft Outlook or the email provider that we have would allow us to set a functional rule that operates on an if-this-then-that basis. Most of us have a program now where if we see spam come across the caller ID on our phone, we send it to voicemail. We don't even need a script to do that. We have a script in our behavioral pattern that automatically has us to hit the, hit the uh, decline button, right? So where are the other places in your life where your if this, then that program is running on autopilot. Can you use the if this, then that to function in a way that is constructive, such as filtering out the spam or filtering out the unwanted energies in your life? So, for example, what that could look like is if a person begins to be negative around me, and uh, begins to have a vibration that I don't resonate with, then I can have a statement or an operation in place that says, you know what, I'm going to uh, remove myself from this dynamic, or I'm going to increase my energetic barrier to this situation, circumstance, or I will remove myself from the environment, or I will go to my happy place inside in order to preserve my energetic frequency. This would be an example of putting in place a positive response framework. Everywhere that you can begin to dive into your reality, you can examine if you already have it, if this, then that statement running, and if so, is it serving your highest good or is it operating at a frequency of, of fear or caution that would keep you from the fullest potential that you could have? I can honestly say that a lot of my, you know, uh, as a Libra, we always think of different possibilities of things. We weigh um, many sides of an option, uh, a situation. Most of the times, 
with neutrality, I will say that we can be prone to being somewhat pessimistic at times. And really the matrix that we live in, which is filled with lots of harsh and punitive consequences and repercussions, repercussions, it, it kind of grooms us to be uh, on the negative side of things because the, the consequences are fairly harsh for a misstep in our reality where, you know, we're only one bad decision away from really a ruinous type of situation at surface value, you know, one wrong click and one of the banks sent millions and millions of dollars to pay off loans that they weren't intending to pay yet. Right. That was an, if this, then that, that somebody probably got fired over when they sent the error with one too many zeros or a few too many zeros into cyberspace. Well, the consequences of of things like that can be devastating, honestly. But, you know, if you're the person who messed up and sent the reply all email or did the error, it could be that getting fired from that job (laughs) winds up being the best thing that ever happened to you because you were liberated from a schedule that eventually would have probably driven you to heart disease or early heart attack, or it prevented you from other th- some other thing that you thought was part of the then part of your reality. If you can see the silver lining behind every harsh or less than desired consequence or repercussion, then it becomes less scary to approach your decisions in the future. If you know that you actually weathered divorce pretty well and are better for it, if if you decided, you know, to take that trip or to not that, take that trip, and it was exactly the right decision for you, then that builds the confidence that you need to begin to operate more fully in your own trusted if this, then that framework. In the book, The Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about how to take out these conditional statements, and he calls it like domestication, how to look at the agreements that you have made uh, about who you would be and how you would experience the world and begin to renegotiate those agreements back to a more sustainable and holistic, healthy for you model framework to live with. So if this means that uh, it's, it's, you know, that if this, then that just continues to present because we are always at a moment of pure potential. And many times we think that if we choose one thing, then that will absolutely stop all of the other choices that we are considering an alternate to the one that has the lead. What I believe is that in the way that the universe operates is that there is never a A or B, that there can be an A and a B. It just may be that B comes along in a few years 
and maybe B is repackaged up so that it looks a little different than what it looked like at the moment when you stood before the doors of A and B to make your decision. Many people begin to operate out of fear that says, well, if I don't do such and such, then I'll miss my chance. Well, if I don't take this now, then when am I ever going to be able to take it? It's a very fatalistic, finite view that says there's only one shot to take it right now. And if you don't, then the moment is lost forever. But when you step beyond that and say, all that I desire to experience is available to me at any time that I should choose it. So if I choose door A right now, then door B will not be denied to me. I didn't choose right or wrong. I just chose something. And then we will see what flows out from there. One of the challenges of the then part is that we think that we know what things look like. We think that our perfect house looks like a two-story with a master garden tub on a large lot with a fenced-in backyard, and we think that this is going to be the space that we call our forever home. But what happens is if we get into that envisioned place and we still aren't happy and we've made this investment and we've lifted it up to this elevated place of saying, this was our then, this was our, if everything we did was to get to this then, and then we figure out we didn't like the house after all, that two stories was too big and that we didn't need the garden tub and the fence was a pain because it needed repair. And it turns out we like living in a condo with a doorman instead of living in a yard with trees and a lawnmower. If you can get to the point where you're like, well, that was an interesting adventure, I'm happy to say that I can move from this place. I've achieved my if statement. I now know I have data to collect that I've collected about what that thing felt like as opposed to what it looked like. When we have these experiences where things are not what we expected, people didn't respond to us as we thought that they would, then these are opportunities for it to expand our awareness through the collection of the experience. We learned something from everything that we experience, whether it is labeled as good or bad. We do not have to assign a value to things unless we choose. To. And even those things that we assign a value of that was negative, that was harsh, that was rough, does not negate the fact that it is a still a lesson and possibly the most valuable lesson that we needed to learn. It just happened to be in a form that we didn't necessarily anticipate. <laughs> a lot of us try to navigate our relationships in a way that you know, if I uh, say this to this person or if I give them that, if I call them, then they will call me. And then when I'm in my time of need, they'll be there for me and I'll be able to, you know, have somebody's shoulder to cry on. And then if we experience that and it doesn't look like what we thought it would look like, 
we can choose then to operate differently. We can change our expectations. Where well, we talked about what did you expect in one of our previous episodes, right? But a lot of times what happens is that when we encounter challenging relationships, right, when somebody, you know that you're getting ready to have a conversation that's a sticking point for you and a person. Um, this is something that I learned about in therapy uh, many years ago, is that, you know, a lot of times we make these changes that the changes that we made to the are going to make the person respond in the way that we choose. That never happens. Like we should never like make a move in order to cause another person to move in a specific way. That is one of the surest ways to have your expectations shifted is to be reliant on another person or an external factor to make your if-then statement work. So what that means is if I always argue with so-and-so when I get on the phone with them and I'm just not going to argue this time, I'm going to change my tactic and they're not going to get a rise out of me, right? So then you have this conversation with them And what you'll find is no matter what you do, the other party still wants to engage in that argumentative kind of dynamic. And what you realize then is that my if this, then that had nothing to do with their if this, then that. They were going to argue whether this was the statement that triggered them or that was the statement that triggered them, the argument was still going to be had with or without my willing participation. Those if-then kind of dynamics that you can reveal in your interpersonal relationships allow you to step out of that transaction and say, well, you know, at least I didn't argue even though the other person in the conversation did, at least I didn't step into that dynamic to where I felt like I had to make my point heard and I wanted to yell and I wanted to be angry. I managed my if, and then my reality was different. All that has to happen to change up the steps of the dance is for one partner to change the dynamic. The other person may still want to be into the familiar routine, habit, and pattern, but you will not be at the same place meeting them as they have come to expect you to. Over time, then that framework that says, well, if I hit this note, then it will get a rise out of them, and then we'll have a good hard argument, and then I'll feel better, right? Well, that dance has been disrupted because the then part of the transaction is missing in action. And pretty soon the other party has an opportunity to realize, you know, I'm not getting what I desired out of this transaction. Let me go find another forum to have this energy exchange. Or it could be that they say, wow, 
if I call so-and-so every time I talk to them, then they are positive. And I really have enjoyed speaking to them in that newfound energy. Let me continue to align myself with this frequency, this effect, this cause and effect dynamic that has shifted. Now, that's always a possibility when you change your then response, but it could be just as easily not that end of the transaction, and that is okay, too. A lot of what this is talking about is observing where if this, then that applies, and then moving outside of it as you see fit. Use it when it serves you, when it is constructive, when it helps you to put into place the things that you need to, that you have deemed essential and priority for you. And then for those places where it turns out that you've got a negative version of that program that is keeping you in a rut or in a stagnation or away from all of the potentials that would be unleashed if you did consider the if differently. Flex it as needed. Don't just allow a framework, a proposition, a program to be operating in you without your knowledge. We call those knee-jerk reactions. Our knee-jerk reactions create a physiological chain of events in our physical body. That means that if we consider something that is stressful, then the stress hormones are released into our bloodstream. If we uh, are presented with something that is seems dangerous, then we can have a fight or flight response. Um, You know, these are conditions that our body basically kicks into because we have triggered it with a certain thought or programming behavior. I think it's uh, cognitive behavioral therapy is the way of doing uh, traditional therapy that says first you have to become aware of a behavior before you can begin to address shifting that behavior. So if we become aware that we feel tighter when we are considering an if this, then that kind of statement that has to do with our money, then that uncovers for us a place where we have probably developed a program of protection So if we are faced with decisions that affect our material, what we perceive as our material security, our root chakra stability, our livelihood, our ability to feed and clothe and house ourselves and those that we are responsible for if we have a family, our if this, then that program can be very, very strong in terms of reinforcing our logical Steps before we would do something that would disrupt that root chakra area. What that means is that our heart can be calling us to do something that makes no sense whatsoever, 
to paint pictures or to be a starving artist or to change career fields. But our program that is protecting our root chakra, our stability, will override that heart and say all the negative ifs and all the negative thens. Whereas the heart just wants to experience joy and love and frequency and delight, if the heart is not getting that in the dynamic that is created that you are programming and protecting, then the heart will increasingly begin to cause things that are illogical. It can cause a depression. It can cause a sadness. It can cause a blah kind of feeling. The talking through of the logic will only get you so far. It may indeed get you a life that is, you know, half fulfilled, that you are left with a lot of regrets and wishes. And uh, if I had my druthers, if only I would have, then I would have X, Y, Z, right? If only I had taken that job interview, if only I had gotten that shot, if only it hadn't gone to that other person. Well, those ifs can be very real, but they also can be part of our our ideation, an unhealthy ideation that thinks that had we done something else, it would have been so much different. One of the things that, you know, I'm an adopted child. I was adopted from birth. When I hit my teenage years, as many teenagers do, when I would go through my challenges with my parents, and I was a bratty teenager, there would be a program that would run in my mind that would say, oh, if I were with my quote, unquote, real mother, (laughs) she would not treat me like this, right? I was 13, 12, 13, 14 years old at the most. No idea what kind of person or life that my uh, birth mother was living or would have had. But in my mind, you could not have told me that it was going to be so much better than the the punishment of being grounded or being in trouble that I was experiencing. Thankfully, being able to grow and then have the experience of hindsight. I was able to step out of that narrow vision that said, well, it has to have been better than this, (laughs) right? Uh, Because that was really just an idea of fantasy and expectation. So if we are looking at the things that we have said, if we do for this for ourselves, then it will be amazing. It will be so much better. We need to make sure that we're not practicing escapism and that we are balancing that head and heart conversation where the heart empowers us to say, you know what? If this, then so what? We'll be okay. We will survive. We will experience it and we'll dust ourselves off and go forward. Each of the chakras has an if this, then that question. What happens if my root chakra is disrupted and I have no finances and I experience bankruptcy and all these things? 
then did I survive that? Was it hard? Did I rebuild myself? Many people can say, yes, I did. When we're in our sacral chakra and we're looking to create something and we say, if I do this, will anybody want to buy it? Will anybody else see its beauty? Will anybody else want to listen to it? Will anybody else want to taste it? Like whatever it is that I am creating, if I do this, then will it be loved by other people? When we step away from the external part of that, the main answer to that question is, if I do this and create this thing, this activity, this expression, will I experience the joy of it? Nine times out of ten, we are able to say, yes, I enjoyed the activity. I enjoyed dancing. I enjoyed the singing at the top of my lungs. I enjoyed finger painting or making pottery or cooking things. If we can say, yes, I did, then that is a reasonable answer to our if question as if we should or should not do it. Absolutely, the answer is yes to those kinds of ifs. If I'm in my solar plexus, my empowered thing, if I take this leap of faith, will I crash? Possibly, but will I know that I leapt? Will I know what my capacity is by it? When I can say yes, then the if-then question is answered more easily. In the heart space, did I feel love? If I do such and such, will I love it? Will I meet people who are caring and concerning? Will my heart be happy? A lot of times the answer is we don't know. And being okay, but willing to step out on the if just to see. If I open my heart to this person, then will I get hurt? The answer can be yes or no. To approach it with the same freedom that we did from the other places to say, in any case, whatever the then is, I will be okay and I will be better for having had that if conversation throat chakra, if I say this thing, if I speak and express myself, will it then cause a problem? If I don't speak up and express myself, then what are the consequences to my internal energetic state? Many of us are taught that when we speak things, it doesn't matter. We're not heard anyway. It doesn't matter, our voices, our opinions. We hear that messaging many, many times. But what if we begin to step outside of that programming that says, you know, if I say this, nobody on the team ever listens to me anyway. Instead of that then causing us to suppress our voice, if we speak it anyway, if we speak our truth, if we say it with confidence, if we even lack of confidence, but if we just say it, we will survive the consequence of that 
expression. If I go with my hunch and my vision about what I see, if I if I go with this premonition that makes no sense whatsoever, it's just the inkling that I got and a and a hunch to go to this location. What happens if when I do that, I don't understand the next step? The fact that you followed the if that took you to that moment, even if it's just getting off the freeway at a an unknown exit that you didn't plan to do, then then that flows from that moment opens up a world of possibilities that you never would have experienced before. If I open to the higher aspects of myself and integrate and ask for the guidance of my soul to guide me into my next future, then can I be assured that it will look like the vision that I've seen? Or can it possibly be that it will look like something beyond my wildest expectation and that will be even better than okay? As you can see, there are many ways that that if this, then that program can be used to your betterment or to your challenge. I personally uh, look at the ways that I have been programmed and I'm constantly discovering, okay, well, you know, if I say that I don't do so-and-so, but then later, you know, like if I say I don't eat hot food, And then later I discover that I ate hot food and it turns out I do like hot food. And now I can change my idea of myself because I didn't, you know, automatically say if somebody offers me some hot food, I'm going to decline it, right? By being willing to try something, to step out of the idea of whatever the consequence or whatever the effect that I think I'm going to cause happening to step beyond that and be more free. I'm not saying we're going to go in willy-willy-nilly down into the thickets and rip off all our clothing and, you know, run through the fields, because that, again, uh, understanding what we understand about our reality, there might be some consequences and repercussions to that that are unintended, right? I think there is a... an idea of a concept for every thing that you expect, there are three unintended consequences, a lot of unintended consequences. So I think that's a beautiful thing, the, you know, to have this idea of unintended consequences. To me, those are bonuses, things that came along with the if-then transaction that I did. Rather than them being like Murphy's Law, which is whatever can go wrong will, I've taken that framework out of my expectation to say that everything is always going right and always is coming out for my best and highest good. I can use that as well to say, you know what, I'm so deeply disappointed that this thing didn't happen. But if I believe and trust that at all times my highest good is unfolding for me, then I have to know 
that no matter how disappointed I was over that one thing not happening in the way that I planned for it to, I can come more quickly back to a peaceful state of allowance because my if then says, if this didn't happen, then it was for the best that it didn't happen. It was for my good that it didn't happen. It was for my growth that it didn't happen. It was for something that I don't even see yet on my horizon that this thing happened. That is my if this, then that framework. My primary if this, then that framework is to know that all things are always happening for my best and highest good and also for the best and highest good of all. So I thank you for joining me this evening, uh, for spending your time in this conversational elevation. And I invite you to come back next week for another topic. If you have any questions that you would like to have pondered or things that you would like to discuss, please do pop over to the Vibrarian Facebook page, send me a message or Instagram or even in the YouTube comments when this video goes up. Let me know because I love to explore everything. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties last week about uh, the scheduled show, which was supposed to be power tools for woke folk. All kinds of technology things went wrong and I couldn't get it going at and so wound up canceling it. And then a few days later, I was at a small retreat with a wonderful group of amazing practitioners. And it turns out that each of them had a knowledge contribution that really was a power tool. So I know that uh, in the moment, it appeared to be a technical glitch. But overall, I understand that it was for the conversation to happen a different way at a different time. So the if-then looked a lot different, but because I didn't have to see what it was going to look like, just because I was able to be in that moment of saying, you know what, if the technology can't work right, then there can't be a show tonight, and that's fine. But now I know the upcoming series <laughs> of conversations that I'm going to have with amazing living power tools, people who embody some knowledge that they can pass on to us. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned to the upcoming schedule because I will be having hopefully a series of several people on to talk about the power tools over the coming weeks. Now, I'd also like to invite you to the Reads and Seeds Reading Group. You can find more information about this on the Facebook page and on my Instagram profile. This is a reading group of folks we will be gathering on Zoom every week on Sundays from 2 to 3. And I'll be sharing passages and uh chapters and books from the Vibrary Print Collection of things that I 
I'm sure going to plant seeds of energy and seeds for our conversation and our discussion to come forward. And so I would invite you to join us. Now, it's not like a traditional book club and that we're, you know, you need to read each week and have an assigned schedule. It's not going to be like that. It's just a gathering of people who want to explore things in the written word uh, in a group way. Um, got several items in my queue that I'm just so excited to be able to read with you. And I do hope that you will join us for that cultivation of thought and ideas that is going to happen in that space. And of course, lastly, on the 15th, excuse me, on the 20th and 21st of this month, which is the Equinox weekend, is when we shift from winter into the newness of spring, there's also the Vibrary Elevation Station, which is now gone virtual. So weekend psychic fair. And on those two days, you can have uh, appointments with practitioners at a discounted rate, the special for the event, 20-minute uh, readings uh, by Zoom or phone call, video or phone available. And you can book with the uh, people whose calendars are available through both the Facebook and Instagram uh, apps. Up at the top, you'll see where it says book now, and you can choose who you would like to have a session with. And I will tell you that I'm just smiling from ear to ear because these, again, are beautiful people who are sharing their psychic gifts and abilities with the Good Vibe Tribe, and hopefully you will be able to be empowered and enlightened about an aspect of your journey that Spirit wishes to provide you assistance with. So for each of you, I just thank you again for adding your energy. You know, if you would have not listened to this conversation, then there would be a lessening of the energy of this transaction. And I'm so glad for each of you that did choose to join and to partake of this exchange at whatever point that you are hearing it. Know that I value you and uh, wish for you the same energy that I feel as I stand in these moments doing what I love and loving what I do. If this week should bring you the blessings that I know are abundantly waiting for you, then those blessings I know will spill out from you to the world around you in order to bless that as well. Know that the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste.